Welcome to another edition of Fitness for All, and it's sponsored by Liebert Fitness. And on today's show, we have Anne DeLuca from Stepping Stone Coaching. Anne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Cam. Pleasure and to be here. It's great to have you. Uh, I just wanted to start off uh, with uh, Mark Liebert um, and how you got to know Kim and kind of your fitness journey uh, with Mark. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's going to go way back because I was thinking about that just before I got on the phone. Um, and yeah, it's I'm going to say about 23 years come September. And the reason I know that is because my son will be 24 in September. And how I met Mark or was exposed to Mark in the first place was I worked at GlaxoSmithKline or whatever it was in Glock, so welcome. And Mark came on as a trainer, I'm not sure exactly what year, but before I went on to my maternity leave with my son, I he had started working in the gym as a personal trainer. So I'd watch him from afar and I was interested, but obviously not in a position to start a new type of training at that point. Um, but when I got back from my maternity leave and went back to the gym, so six months later, saw him again and started noticing his clients and the work they were doing and they, always seemed to be having a lot of fun and I could see that they were getting results. So getting stronger, looking good. And I approached him one day and I still remember um, sitting down with him because I was so nervous because I didn't know what I didn't know about weight training and that. And so he really put me at ease, uh, explained a lot about it and um, it kind of started there. So that started late 1997 and it was amazing. Um, I learned so much about how strength training is just so useful, not because of the fact that it actually makes you look good. That's a nice side benefit, but the strength to do day-to-day -day activities that I got and how powerful it made me feel. So I, um, I worked with him through the gym at my, at Glaxo and um, fast forward, I guess about, three and a half years, I decided to leave that company. I was given a really good offer at another company. And I have to tell you right now, having a fitness, uh, having a fitness center and those things at my next company was, was one of my top criteria because of the experiences I had at both Glaxo Welcome and with Mark. And so I left there at the end of 2000 and Mark and I, kept in touch. There were a few times that I tried to maintain training with him, but at that point, my kids were like four and seven and with a full-time big job and two young children, it just wasn't feasible. Uh, but what did happen was I was able to take all of those tips and tricks and tools and learning I had over pretty close to four years. And I was able to apply to myself. So for several years, I, uh, train myself. I did weight training. And then I started joining classes at the gym at the new place I was working at. And then about seven years ago, almost probably to this very time, ironically, um, I was in a place where I was bored. Um, and so my husband and my son and I had been doing some boxing and we had gone to a place that after a time, it got very evident to me they weren't really interested in challenging you or really interacting with you, quite frankly. And that's when I looked Mark up again. 
And so I literally showed up at the gym. It was a, I remember this vividly because where I worked, I had Friday when there were long weekends, I would get a four day weekend. So I was, it was a Friday off on the May long weekend. And I, the night before had found um, fitness nation and I called up and spoke with the woman at the, at the desk. And I said, you know, what do I need to do? She goes, well, your first class is free. Just come in. And there was a class at nine o'clock the next morning. And I showed up and there was Mark. And even saying it, it gives me a boost of energy. I um, did that class, loved it. Um, went home and said to Mike and Austin, you know, that was a really great class. When I get back, cause Mike and I were going on vacation. I said, I think I'm going to get a 10 class pass to really see what it's about. And I knew, I knew very quickly that this is the place for me to go. Um, interesting all the time, fun all the time, Mark's energy all the time, which is a little bit cuckoo, but that's kind of what makes it what it is <laughs> pretty special. And I still remember I talked uh, Mike and Austin to coming to a class with me. I said, just come to one class. You get a free class. You got nothing to lose. And we were warming up and maybe 10 minutes into the class, my son turned to me and said, I'm coming back. And that he did as well. He came back for, I think, four years he trained with Mark and Mike joined as well. So seven, almost seven years ago. Yeah. And still, still a part of the, part of the club there. So um, yeah, that's kind of my story with Mark. <laughs> it's a great story with Mark too. And what is your favorite class that you uh, like at Fitness Nation? Ooh, depends on my mood, I think. Um, I'm a, I, again, back to the, I love strength training. So I love, I love hitting the weights. Um, I know cardio is important. And of course I do that, um, but I love hitting the weights. So I come in fits and starts when it comes to boxing, because I've been boxing on and off now for probably, I mean, Mark got me into a bit of boxing back in the late nineties. And then I got reintroduced to it again about, I don't know, nine years ago. So I've been doing a long time. So with boxing, I come and go, but I, I definitely love weight training. And the reason I love it there so much is that it's always different. Each trainer there has a different perspective, a different style. Um, they never repeat. It's not like you go and it's like, oh, we're doing this today. It's that element of surprise that I guess surprises me both mentally and physically, which is huge for me. And so not being bored, you ask anybody that knows me well and does not do well bored. Um, I wouldn't be there today if I was bored with the workouts. They're so interesting and fun and challenging all the time. So it keeps me coming back. Absolutely. And when Mark was your personal trainer compared to the uh, group training they do, um, which one do you prefer? Oh, my God. So working with Mark, they're two different things completely. Working with Mark was such a confidence builder for me in the fact that, holy cow, I can do this. I still remember vividly, I can picture it now, the first chin-ups I did with Mark and going, holy smokes, you know, I never in a million years thought I'd be doing chin-ups. And there I was, I think I was able to do three unassisted uh, at first. And then that, so training with Mark gave me a whole foundation that I still rely on today. They, you know, so that's very different than working with a group, working with a group, you get energy from other people. Um, it is almost like having personal training, 
but not the same. I mean, I have the foundation, so I'm good. So I can do the exercises. What I love about the group idea is the energy I get from other people and the energy I bring there. Um, yeah, so very different ones. But working with Mark was a huge confidence booster and um, highly recommend personal training for people to get familiar with all the exercises and that so you're actually doing them right and don't hurt yourself. Absolutely. And that's a great way of looking at it because you do need the technique down, as you just said, just so you don't hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. kind of moving forward, uh, we've talked about your uh, physical fitness journey. Um, let's get into a bit about your uh, company, mm -hmm. which is Stepping Stone Coaching and kind of fitness for your mind. <laughs> you know, I never thought of it that way. Um, and yet at the same time, it's totally, um, totally linked uh, because the big foundation of the work I do is mindset. And so if your mind isn't in the right place if, and, and you're not thinking in a more optimistic way, then your glass is always going to be half full. And that's, that's kind of a, it's kind of the truth, right? We, we have that ability to change how we think about things. And that's a lot of the work I do do with clients is um, letting them discover that they have all the skills, strengths, and capabilities they need right inside them. It's just sometimes they go dormant and um, I help them tap back into that. And it's really powerful to witness people that get that moment of, holy cow, I can do this. Or I never saw it that way before and reintroducing them basically to themselves. Um, and so it's really powerful work that I'm able to do. And I'm so honored to do it all the time. It's an honor. Absolutely. And uh, everyone's different at the end of the day, as far as how they learn and how they receive information. So how do you kind of uh, take a look at that and be able to know what is best for your clients? You know, it's interesting. My clients will they'll fill something up before they meet with me uh so they it and it's all about where they are now where they're stuck where things are going well what they see for their future all those things to kind of frame the first session with me so that gives me a bit of an idea of what they're like and that's really the only time i look at it is the first time they send it to me then i tuck it away because really all that is for them to kind of get ready to start working on what's next because they often come for one thing and it's another thing. And that's kind of common for any client that comes in, no matter where, where they're, what their learning style is or whatever their style is, they're people first. And so getting them to get clear of where they are right now, you know, putting the pin in the map, that really dates me, doesn't it? Um, putting, <laughs> putting your location in your navigational app, so to speak. That's what that does. It helps them go, oh, okay, this is where I am. Okay, cool. And, and there's some gaps here. I don't really know anymore where this is or that is, but this is basically where I am right now. And so when they come in, it's about talking to them, listening. And that's the big part. I always pause when I say that because listening gets a really not, it's not given the credit that it should be because my job is to listen. It's not to tell people what to do. And so when I listen, I'm able to hear the things that they're saying that they don't hear themselves say. So there's two things that usually happen. 
someone's talking, 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 and they go, oh, I never said that before. Or they're talking, 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 and I notice, you know, I'll say, do you know every time you see me, you say this? Huh. It's those moments where they get that instinct or information that's always been theirs, a pattern that they've been, you know, like patterns are, we repeat things. Getting insight to what their patterns are allows me to do some of the work I can do around moving forward. So shifting that pattern, if that's what they want, once they recognize it and notice it, that's half the battle. And then if they want to shift it, so if it's a mindset or whatever the case may be, they can go, ah, that's where I am. That's, that's the thing I want to work on right now. And it can have, that can happen in one session, the, what they want to work on. Sometimes it takes like three sessions when someone finally says, boom, that's it. And you can actually see them physically land. If they're sitting down, you can see them just settle in their chair and it's really cool. But my, my biggest job is to be fully present and listen to whoever that is in front of me. And they're going to let me know what they need. And if I listen, I'm going to help them tap into what they need, tap into their skills and strengths and capabilities. And they're going to lead the session, even though it doesn't feel that way for them, but they really do. They tell me what to do. <laughs> and I know you don't tell them what to do. They tell you. Uh, what are some of the cues that you look for um, to realize that, you know, um, to give them that aha moment? Sometimes it's um, we're in a conversation and maybe it's not even the first time we've had a conversation around a specific subject and a theme is coming up because the brain doesn't do random. So whether they tell it to me in a story about someone else or they tell it to me about themselves. In fact, usually I encourage people to, I'll, I'll get them out of whatever they're talking about. So you can't solve a problem or an issue from within it. And I think that was Einstein that said that, but I could be wrong. So I move them out to subtly to tell me about, and it could be whatever's an interest to them. And then off they go to the races. And I've heard this said that um, stories can't tell lies. So what that means is when someone's telling you a story about something, it is directly related to what they're working on directly related, even if they don't realize that. So what I can do, because it's a pattern again, what they're, they're shifting into a story. So the story that popped for them is going to be a story that's related to what they're working on. That's just how our brains work. And so they'll start telling the story and then I can start going, Oh, so I can, I can work with them in that story, make suggestions, ask questions. And often at the end of a session, you know, we'll take a break and we'll do whatever. And then I'll say, you know that story you told me about X? Think about your current situation for a moment. Then I'll go get a coffee or I'll go, you know, to the bathroom, go do something, let it settle for them. And then they'll go, oh, oh, that. <laughs> so that's kind of, that works almost with everybody. It's just how much length of time it takes to go from where they are to getting to that point that can vary for sure but people are pretty we all work that way right we all it's not it's it's universal that's how all humans are we're pattern making machines and we do things in autopilot and all that good stuff and so when you can stop autopilot like slow it down to slow motion let people see the different moving pieces 
that's when they're able to go, oh, that piece, that piece there. If I just change that one piece, it may, it, it'll affect everything. So one tiny change in one aspect of someone's life can, can and will have a snowball effect in the rest of their life. It can't not, right? Because your brain isn't like little chunks of, you know, I always use the analogy of an orange. You know, people don't come in and say, oh, here's this chunk of orange. That's my executive VP job. Let's talk about that. It just doesn't work that way because everybody else comes along, right? Your family, your finances, your home, your health, your fitness, all those elements fall. (laughs) They're part of you. So it's really interesting that one little change in one aspect of your life can have that affect a ripple effect in your whole life which is really powerful did that answer your question (laughs) absolutely (laughs) the next question i have is um i guess for yourself once people have that aha moment or they're starting to uh, change themselves for the better and they notice it and you notice it how does that make you feel you know, I try to be careful about that. I'm blown away sometimes. Um, it, it's it's very humbling to be part of that and be able to witness people who come to me, Cam, with things that are very deep and profoundly personal. And the fact that they come to me and sat across me in the first place is always something I... I can't tell you how much that matters to me, their trust. So the fact that they come into the door, they put their trust in me to guide them. And then they have that moment. And it's often an emotional moment, depending what they're working on. It's, it's humbling. And my whole heart, I'm touching my heart right now because my whole chest gets full of just joy for them. You know, when they can make that connection and make a change and it's hard work and to see them do all that work and get a change that they've been looking for is really rewarding, really rewarding. Yeah. And it should be uh, rewarding both for you and for uh, your clients. And mm-hmm. uh, it certainly is. Mm. Uh, now let's move on uh, to your published book called the wisdom of the sticky notes. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that uh, came to be? Yeah, yeah. That was um, my accidental author thing that happened. Um, Sticky notes are my way of unloading my brain, or I realized that's what happened. So a couple years ago, I was encouraged to increase my visibility on social media because at that point, I had been kind of hiding in terms of, you know, Facebook, I think I had 17 private friends, and they were just my relatives. And um, LinkedIn, I was sort of being active, but not very much. And so someone challenged me and said, look, and you need to, you know, in your role, in your own business, you need to get on social media. So I made a commitment in 2018, in January to post just for January every day, I was going to put something on all my platforms. And so I did and whatever popped in my head, I put it out there. And Usually I was using the banner for my business and then whatever came to mind and maybe a question for, for whoever's reading it. And then one day in that first 31 days, I was in a workshop downtown Toronto. For some reason, I was really inspired in this workshop and I wrote something down on a piece of paper, took a picture of it and posted it. And one of my friends in the workshop turned to me and said, I think he goes, I think you're really onto something here. And so there it was. 
that's when it began. And so it wasn't just sticky notes. It, at the end, it was all the time, but it was on napkins or, you know, whatever was available at the time. If I got an idea, I would, t- you know, write it on something and take a picture. And I realized looking back, because, you know, 2020 hindsight, I really was un- um, processing my own journey through those sticky notes because they were my own thoughts. And at the, towards the end of last year, I I was talking with somebody about another project they were working on with me and saying, I've always wanted to write something. And the more I spoke, the re- more I realized, holy smokes, I already had my book written. And I really did. There were 16,000 words. Yeah, 16,000 words already in the sticky notes. I just had to kind of decide what I wanted to do with it. And what I had noticed um, through a bunch of conversations I'd had in 2019 was that there were three key themes that seemed to come out when I spoke with people. And the one is um, fear. That was always getting in the way of doing something. So the first section of the book is courage over fear. Uh, The second one was mindset. So we talked about that earlier and how important that is, but how mindset is a choice. And often people like, "Oh, what do you mean it's a choice? And so we already talked about that one. And the third one is about trusting ourselves. So the third chapter is trusting yourself because the fact of the matter is um, when it comes down to it, we get the, we get the nudges in our heart and our gut. Those are the ones I look for more so now than in my head. My head's always there. It'll give me the logical check. I, I don't need to worry about that, but it's being paying attention to that nudge that you get in your own heart and gut that gives you information that no one else can give you and um, learning to notice it again and then pay attention to it and and heed it rather than what everyone else all the noise around you that you get which is normal people we love people that want to mentor us people who care about us are always going to give us their opinions but at the end of the day it's us to make that call so anyway ended up working with a designer got you know i have this basically my first draft done from start to finish from the first discussions of doing this book to having my first draft ready wasn't really maybe five weeks. That's how quick it happened. Um, And now here it is. (laughs) And so it's been really crazy actually to hear people tell you that they're using it as a resource right now. I had an unsolicited message in LinkedIn from someone I've met once. So I met this gentleman two years ago at a coaching conference and we had not communicated since. I think I sent him a note last year um, and I didn't hear it back. And so whatever, I get a random last week message in my LinkedIn basically saying they had worked their way through the book, how relevant it was in these times, what a great resource it was and how they were going to be referring to it again and again. And it just blew my mind. It blows my mind. I know it's out there. I know I've sold, I mean, I haven't checked recently, but I know I've sold more than 70 copies now. And um, it's not about the sales because Jeff Bezos makes some money, not me. But it's about the, the fact that someone is picking up my book and it's making a difference for them. Again, mind boggling, humbling to think that it's useful for someone. And I, I think if we can create something, that at the end of the day, someone else finds useful and helpful. That that to me is what it's about. I'm 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 trying to make a difference, 
whether it's with clients one-on-one or with all the work I do. And when I know that this book now, people have told me, people have messaged me that it's made a difference. Again, another moment of holy smokes. I did that. <laughs> I'm an That's author. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> right? And, like, I know you were nice enough to give me a copy of your book. And I've certainly looked at, uh, read the book. And I've taken some of the sticky notes out as well. And I know we've uh, previously talked about that before. Um, but saying that, I want to know um, from that book, what sticky notes resonate with you? I'm sure all of them do. But are there one or two that resonate with you? Um, so I don't have the book in front of me, but I'm going to, and I think I might've talked to you about this one before, but it's a favorite of mine because it's so, it puts you right. It clears up stuff before it can even happen. So the, if you're going to laugh about it later, you may as well laugh about it now. I don't know the exact words, but the gist of it is that, and it is, we, or I can take myself too seriously. Uh, we all can take ourselves too seriously or a situation too seriously or, you know, conversation too seriously, whatever the case may be. And sometimes it's important or all the time, it's my, my litmus test now is if I'm getting upset about something or anxious about something or whatever the case may be, whatever that emotion is, I will stop myself and I will say, are you going to, you know, a week from now, a month from now, whatever, a year from now, are you going to be laughing at this? Is it going to be a source of amusement for you? And if it is, laugh about it now. Why wait? Why wait? Why stay and, and be angry or frustrated or whatever you are if you know later on it's going to be a source of amusement? Laugh now. We don't get enough chance. We don't laugh as much as we should, right, as adults in particular. Um, and so that one is, is one that I try to remember when I'm in those moments for sure. Yeah, no, and that's a great one because – uh, like you, a lot of the times I'm very hard on myself and I need to be able to laugh in the moment as well. So absolutely, I think that's one that I resonate with as well. So um, do you want to let our listeners know uh, how they can reach out to you and maybe if they want to uh, purchase the book, how they can do that as well? So uh, the book is on Amazon. So the book is called The Wisdom of the Sticky Note. So you can either put that in there, it'll pop up, or my name and Luca, so you can get the book that way or you can go to my website which is uh, www.steppingstonecoaching.ca and I, a banner comes up so you can click on it click on it to get the book and you can also connect with me that way so there is a um, contact me uh, link that they can click on and that will bring them directly into my email and then we can take it from there perfect well, Anne, I want to thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast of Fitness for All, which is sponsored by Liebert Fitness. And I wish you good health. And I'm sure that uh, we'll be chatting again soon. Thank you so much, Cam. I really appreciate this. My pleasure. And have a great day. You too. Take care.